Welcome to this episode of Answers to Questions about Rx Racial Healing with Dr. Gail C. Christopher, author and award-winning social change agent. Each seven-minute segment offers insights intended to support co-facilitators working in communities and organizations to bring diverse people together in circles of compassion for the urgent work of eliminating racism and its consequences. If you have questions, please send them to us at rxracialhealing.com. You are offering a virtual workshop for co-facilitators soon. Who should attend? Anyone who is committed to working with people within their community or organization to help build um, bridges, which is a simplification, but to help build relationships to create an ethos and a milieu that allows for the growth and the continued development of all people. Uh, I was privileged to moderate a, uh, a panel of the leaders of the major medical associations in this country recently. And, you know, they have taken responsibility for the role that the medical system has played in perpetuating racism. And it was so beautiful to hear their determination to move their organizations and their profession forward. And they talked about how it is through dialogue, it is through understanding, through deep listening and deep connection, that they were able to get to the point where they could have the courage to make that commitment, to look back honestly at the role that medicine has played in perpetuating racism. You know, so as I listened and I moderated the discussion, you know, I was just so heartened that people understand that it is through these connections. You know, it's not through sound bites, it's not through bumper stickers, you know, it's not through yelling at a political rally, but it's through deep interpersonal connection that is facilitated and, and curated in a way that everyone's humanity is affirmed. That's how we build the courage that we need to sustain the work. And the work has to be sustained if our country and our democracy is going to thrive. What should participants expect? Our workshop is a virtual workshop and it's a two-day experience and we limit it to about 12 people, but we ground them in the curriculum of how do you do this? Not only how do you facilitate these circles and facilitate them well, but why do them? You know, uh, we go over the principles, we go over the, the skills that people need, and not everybody can do this. Not everybody's at a point in their life where that's what they need to do. You know, it's not that this is the only way to move us forward. We still need protests. We need those protesters outside that courthouse in Georgia doing everything they can to elevate the temperature so that there's a, a greater likelihood of a just verdict for Ahmed Aubrey. Uh, so, it isn't to say that the racial healing circles are a substitute for all the other things that have to happen to create a movement, but we need both. And so people can expect to, to actually uh, listen. They actually go through a simulated experience. They get practice uh, and they, they walk away with resources and tools that they can take home and use and, and do the work. That's two days and it is virtual right now. I hope you know, hopefully in 2022, people will be able to come back to the center, the Antianu Center here in Maryland, and we'll be able to do these uh, facilitator workshops in person. But for now, we're, we're adhering to the public health 
restrictions and uh, we're doing them virtually. Now, some people say these racial healing circles are designed to make white people feel comfortable. How do you respond to that? You know, I do hear that. I hear it particularly from um, those who do the work and their mantra is, you've got to get comfortable with discomfort. And so this work is is not the type of work that leads to a great deal of discomfort by design, you know. Uh, in fact, it is designed in, in kind of the opposite way. So I, I would push back and say, no, we don't make white people comfortable in this workshop. We, we protect and nurture the comfort and the, the c- compassionate safety, if you will, of all people in the experience. And that's an intentionality. That is part of what you learn when you train to facilitate these circles. But no, I don't want to make white people comfortable. I want all people to stand up for justice. I want people to understand the humanity and understand that we all deserve to be treated equally. Stand on election day, vote on election day for policies and practices that will lead us to a sustained effort at achieving equity. So these workshops are not designed to make people uncomfortable, but they are designed to help people gain the courage, the courage that calls them to act on behalf of their fellow human beings. That's a perfect segue. Uh, What should people do after they have experienced a RX racial healing circle? Well, thank you. That's a perfect segue. You're right. Um, The circles are not an end within themselves. You'll learn if you attend the workshop that you know, you should have a purpose for the for conducting the circle. That purpose may be organizational. You may be trying to transform your organization so that it develops an equity strategy and an equity agenda, and you may need the support of the critical mass of people within your organization. So that's the reason why you're doing the circle. And so what you do when you come out of the circle is enlist and engage people who have been in the circle, you know, so they feel more motivated to do the work that your organization requires to be done. Sometimes it's a community that's trying to pass, uh, let's say they're trying to reform the investments in the criminal justice system. You know, those were ballot initiatives all across the country. Some passed, some didn't. Uh, But, you know, you might decide, well, I need to do these racial healing circles so that I can deepen the understanding and the willingness to stand up for the changes that are going to be made because they're going to be deeper stories being shared to bring people into that understanding. It could be a hospital. It could be a, a, a hospital setting and, and you want you want to help people be motivated to put the those protections in place so that the biases are not so likely to happen, you know. So you should always come into a a circle or organize a circle with a purpose, with a broader purpose. And what comes out after having had the circle is you have more people to stand with you to achieve that purpose. Well said, well said. Last question, what is the National Day of Racial Healing? You know, I'm so excited. This year will be the, the sixth annual National Day of Racial Healing. Uh, when I was with the Kellogg Foundation and we launched the National Truth, Racial Healing and Transformation Initiative, which is an American adaptation 
of the globally recognized truth and reconciliation process. We uh, inaugurated, as part of launching and creating that, we inaugurated a National Day of Racial Healing, where we put the energy into our communication strategies to call for communities to do this work and to lift it up as a national priority. And it has grown over the years. Last year was the fifth annual. It's hard to believe five years have passed. We have tens of thousands, if not more, uh, people in communities uh, doing work to acknowledge the necessity, the imperative for racial healing in this country. Meaning for us to come together and face the truth and jettison the legacy and the consequences and address the pain that adhering to a hierarchy of human value has caused in this country. So this year it's on January 18th. We always do it the day after the commemoration of the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. because we want to remind people that he lived and died for racial equity. He lived and died for the beloved community. And the racial healing work is linked to our urgency to create the beloved community. So we hope that there will be more and more people doing this work this year on January 18th. And um, that's what the National Day of Racial Healing is. Thank you. Again, this has been Answers to Questions about RX Racial Healing with Dr. Gail C. Christopher, author and award-winning social change agent. If you have questions, please send them to us at rxracialhealing.com.